welcome everyone to another episode of Ask Jess. <laughs> it is so nice to see everyone here. As you pop on live, just say hi in the comments. Let me know where you are joining us from. There's always a little delay in the live stream. So uh, if you ask a question, I might not see it for like 10 seconds, but that's okay. If you have questions for this episode of Ask Jess, you can put them into the comments. If I have time, I will get to them today. Uh, otherwise, I do have quite a long list of questions to get through already. So hello and welcome, Amy. Hello. Good, good afternoon. I know you're on the East Coast. All right. Let's dive right in. Susan, hello. <laughs> we had a couple of questions that really get to the heart of how do I start, including the question, where do I start? Um, and then we have another question. It is very hard to start when you have to keep everything or else everything you've collected through the years. It's so hard to get started. Any suggestions? Uh, so a lot of questions around this. How do I get started? Where do we get started? So that's a great question. Hello, Anne. Uh, you need to know where to start if you're going to declutter. There are a lot of different schools of thought on where do you actually start decluttering. Some people think you should start specifically with certain collections or certain rooms. I don't really subscribe to any of those ideas. I think that you should start with something that is easy or many things that are easy. And when I say easy, I mean emotionally easy. We want to get better at making decisions because decluttering is a lot of decision making. The choice to not declutter is also a decision that you've made. And the choice to delay the decision is also a decision. So no matter what you're making decisions, but we want to get stronger on this, being able to make the decision the, that we know we can let something go. And in order to be able to let something go, we need to start with items that we don't have a strong emotional attachment to. So anything that's trash um, super simple things. If you have socks that have holes in them, let them go, right? There's a really clear, we don't need this. Um, makeup that's expired, food that's expired, anything that you can easily say, I am going to let this go. All of the low hanging fruit in your house. And the key with getting started and starting with the low hanging fruit or the emotionally easy stuff is not just to make the decision, but to actually remove it from your space. So you're not really decluttering if you decide to let something go and then it sits in your hallway or your garage or the trunk of your car for the next six months. That's not decluttering. That's, <laughs> that's hanging on to stuff that you've decided to let go, creates all sorts of wonky energy in your house. So we don't want to do that either. Decide you're going to let stuff go take it out to the trash, take it to the donation center, get it out of your space as quickly as you possibly can. So that's where you get started. Just let go of anything that is easy. If you come across something that's emotional as you're going through an easy pile, just put it aside. You don't need to deal with that stuff right now. But definitely do not start with memorabilia, uh, emotional paperwork, your children's clothing, and they're now adults, right? Like start with the easy, easy stuff. Give yourself some wins, and then it's going to be much easier to move forward from that point. So I think uh, another thing that kind of gets us stuck when we get or trying to get started is we feel like we have to spend a lot of time 
on this decluttering and home organization project. So I would encourage you to get rid of that mindset. It does not have to be a whole day. You don't need to set aside a whole weekend. Just challenge yourself to do five minutes right now or to find 10 items to let go of. That's it. And then give yourself the win and move on. So that is how and where to get started when you get stuck. If there's any follow-up questions there, put them into the comments. Your junk drawer, another good spot to get started. <laughs> Usually there's not a lot of emotional things in there, although there can be. It's uh, One more note on this. It's important to also note that what's emotional for you might not be emotional for someone else. This is why we can't declutter anyone else's stuff and nobody can declutter for us. Also, if it seems silly that you have an emotion to, emotional attachment to something, declutter that thought. We all have emotional attachments to super random things and that's okay. So just kind of work with yourself instead of fighting against yourself. All right. Another question that came in is what is the difference between cleaning and decluttering? I always thought they were the same, but I'm beginning to think they are not. So I do not believe that cleaning and decluttering are the same, but kind of like a Venn diagram, they do overlap at some point. If you have a lot of clutter, it does make it more difficult to clean because you have to move items to actually sanitize the space. So cleaning is sanitizing your space, whether it's dusting or vacuuming or actually sanitizing your bathrooms. That's what cleaning is. Decluttering is removing items from the space that do not belong there. It's not really part of cleaning. The more clutter you have, the harder and more time consuming it is to clean. And actually, one of the nice side effects of decluttering is that once you start decluttering, cleaning becomes so much easier that whereas in the past you might have really hated cleaning, it becomes a task that is not something that you're not really uh, so opposed to. <laughs> Some might even call it fun. Uh, but don't worry, you're going to get there if you're not there right now. So cleaning versus decluttering. If you find yourself when you're cleaning, you're putting, you're having a hard time putting stuff away. Like it doesn't have a home. You're debating, should I put this here or here? Or you're just filling up a box or a bin or a basket or a reusable bag and with everything in a space just so that you can clean. That's a sign that you need to declutter that space further to make cleaning a lot easier. Picking up and putting stuff away, that's really home organization. So decluttering is removing excess. And then when you actually have a home for everything, so there's no more excess and everything fits, has a home where it lives in your house, that's home organization. So if your home is organized, then picking up should take no time at all because you're not second guessing where stuff goes. It's just so routine. You know exactly where it goes. Um, and then you can spend a little bit of time cleaning and cleaning should not be quite so time consuming. If you follow kind of the principles that we talk about, stop the flow of stuff into your house and then dramatically reduce the flow of stuff coming in over the long term, oftentimes you're going to save a lot of money. I am a big fan of taking any of those savings and hiring a cleaning service. <laughs> so anything to actually make your life easier. We have no problem going to a store and investing in a thing that we think is going to make our life easier. Usually it doesn't, it just contributes to our clutter. So I believe in investing in services that actually do make your life easier. And house cleaners are at the top of my list 
number one investment you can make when you stop spending a lot of money on stuff and have some savings and you've tackled your debt and everything, give yourself a gift of that time. So that's kind of cleaning versus decluttering. All right. Another question that came in, how do I declutter paperwork? We could pretty much have this question on every single episode of Ask Jess, uh, <laughs> but it's always worth talking about again because it's always a question. It's paperwork is the number one most difficult item to declutter, according to the many surveys that I have done. 85% um, of people say paperwork is their number one most difficult thing. So this person says, I save everything and I have boxes and boxes of old investments, school, IRS, and bill paperwork. Okay, so <laughs> we, the, the real answer, the cold hard truth is we need to save almost no paperwork. But I know that that is kind of an extreme point of view when you're at the beginning of your decluttering. So I want you to start to think about your paperwork as distinctly different categories. There are papers in your house related to your professional life. You want to tackle those separately from the papers in your house that are related to the everyday running and management of your home. That's a, another kind of category. It's just your general household papers. Then there's a lot of papers that are memorabilia. And I think um, school papers, and the person who asked this question, I don't know if it's your children's school papers or your professional papers, but if there's any papers in your house that are emotional or just straight up memorabilia, sentimental papers, they get tackled last with your memorabilia. I would not include them in your actual paperwork. And the thing with papers is you want to actually get an answer on how long you need to keep different things from whatever professional it makes sense to ask. If you have a lot of medical paperwork, ask your doctor, what, how, what do I actually need to hang on to here? Um, are there copies of this electronically that I can access anytime? If you have like tax papers, ask your accountant, what exactly do I need to keep? Give me a list. Remember, you're paying these professionals for their professional opinion, and this is included in that service. So make sure you ask the questions of the professionals who can give you a definite answer for your circumstances. And this is why we can't say across the board because we have people across all 50 states in different countries with different professions and different circumstances. So you need to find an answer that is right for you. We hang on to a lot of papers because we just don't know if we need to keep them. So the solution is to find out, do I need to keep this by asking somebody who can give you a professional opinion based on your circumstances. We also hang on to papers because they represent something that we need to do. Usually it's a phone call that we don't wanna make or that we're just dreading because we're gonna be on hold for a long time. Whatever it is, do it. <laughs> There's a little rule. If I can do this in five minutes or less, I'm going to do it right now. Pick up the phone, make the call, do whatever the thing is that you need to do that's holding you back from letting go of the sheet of paper. So actually tackle it. And in general, get rid of as much paper as you possibly can, because we live in a, a digital age. Almost everything that we have printed out is also available electronically if you can access an electronic copy, you do not need to keep a paper copy. Uh, so make sure you can access it and then you can just 
let it go. If you're concerned about throwing out personal information, I want to reassure everyone who is watching this that most identity theft happens electronically through massive breaches of giant databases. Nobody is going through your garbage looking for your personal information, especially if it's just your name and address. That information is everywhere. You do not need to protect your name and address. If you have a social security number, definitely you want to shred that or dump oil on the paper or rip it to a million pieces or burn it. Um, but anything, and now there's really bank statements don't have bank account numbers on them. I mean, for the most part, there's not a lot of identifying information above and beyond your name and address that are on sheets of paper. So you can just toss, recycle, burn, whatever works for you. Hello, Trish. Hi, Anne. <laughs> I see a lot of Facebook users on here. I don't see your name. So I'll just say hello, Facebook users. Do I have any advice on scanning products for medical paperwork that you cannot get rid of? So I like to go as simple as possible when it comes to scanners. Do not go and buy a scanner because it's a huge piece of technology that you probably are not going to use as much as you think you are. There are apps on your phone that you can download for free, including Google Scan, that do a great job of scanning all of your stuff. And at least that way it's being backed up with your phone. Um, so you can find it if you need to. You could put it into a specific file. But I would say get a free app on your phone and just take a picture of the item. You don't have to actually get a scanner. And I advise against, I generally advise against getting scanners. It's technology that gets broken, outdated. Usually it doesn't connect to your computer the way you think it's going to. You have to like have secondary software to connect it to where you want it to go. Just use your phone. We all have a very powerful piece of technology in our hands like 20 hours of the day. So <laughs> use it. All right. Any more questions about paperwork? I do have a whole course on paperwork. If you're interested in that, we can pop a link into the comments. Um, kind of lays out exactly the steps to take to go through all of your paperwork. But keep as little as possible is my, <laughs> my number one advice there. All right. We have another question that came in. My single wide mobile home is cluttered right now because I had to pull my carpet up and the subfloor is in really bad shape. I can't afford to hire anyone to replace the floor. Do you have any advice for me? So to the person who wrote in this question, um, this sounds like a very stressful situation. So my first piece of advice would be to start to do things to lower your overall stress, like meditation, going for walks, something that can just take you out of that fight or flight response and just help you manage the stress of having a house that is pretty much torn apart. While you have all of your stuff upended, this is a great time to actually go through your clutter and get rid of what you don't need. If you choose to not declutter, and then you're going to declutter later, you have to move this stuff multiple times. So we want to handle our items as little as possible. I would take this time and challenge yourself to do like a box a day, something like that, and let go of all of the excess right now. Since you find yourself in the situation where you can't afford to hire anyone to replace the floor, I don't often give this advice, but I would say in this circumstance, if you have anything of value, I would go ahead and sell it. Since you submitted your question on Facebook, I know that you're a Facebook user and Facebook Marketplace is a very easy spot to sell things. I don't normally recommend selling stuff because it's very time consuming, but 
if you need the money for a specific home repair, this could be an opportunity to actually sell your items, get some money, and then get your floor fixed so that you can have your house and sanity back. Okay, I think that is all of our questions that came in today. I'll wait a couple, like a minute or two here to see if any other questions come in. And while we're waiting, I just wanted to share that next week from August 1st until August 4th is Clutter Bootcamp. If you have never done a bootcamp before, or even if you have, because <laughs> a lot of people repeat bootcamps, this is a must-do week-long program. During Clutter Bootcamp, we coach you on how to get started both decluttering and shifting your mindset around clutter so that you can make progress that actually lasts. The goal is to make it so that you learn the skills and change the way that you think about your stuff so you're never in the situation that you're in right now ever again. We want lifelong change. So make sure you grab your spot in Clutter Bootcamp. If you're already in another one of our paid programs, it's included, so you don't need to pay to sign up. But if you are not in a paid program, it's $10 for the week. So, uh, and $15 if you bring a friend. So you get like a two for deal. Um, definitely, it's a must do program. Uh, totally Clutter Bootcamp is the, the place to start and the thing that changes everything. Hey, Anne-Marie, nice to see you. <laughs> All right, so I hope to see many of you in Clutter Bootcamp next week. Don't forget to submit your questions for our weekly session of Ask Jess. It's Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time, live streaming onto wherever you're watching it right now. If you ever miss an episode, you can go back, find the video and hit play and it will start again from the beginning. So the videos never go away. Thank you for giving me some of your time today and I hope that I answered your questions in a way that is helpful. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone.